true believers, and strap in as we journey with Matt Spectro through the multiverse. Excelsior! Not to mention the evil genius and brilliant leadership of myself. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Matt Spectro through the multiverse! Thank you for joining us once again for another exciting episode of Matt Spectro Through the Multiverse. My name is Matt Spectro. I am your host. I am a lifetime comic fan, lifetime animation fan, lifetime superhero fan, and this is the podcast exclusively about animation springing from the world of comic books. If you are new to the show, we have three rules here. Number one, I just explained to you. Number two, just like the old team-up books, Marvel Team-Up, DC Comics presents Brave and the Bold. It's always me and a special guest talking animation. And third rule, and most important, we got to have fun. Welcome to episode 18. Without any further ado, I'm going to uh, introduce my guest, this is going to be a unique episode. My guest this week was booked by my lovely wife. Welcome to the multiverse, Juliana. Hi, guys. So great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Well, thank you for coming to the multiverse. Let's uh, let's get to the nitty gritty. Uh, <laughs> my wife uh, hooked this up. Did she lead me astray? How much do you actually know about the world of comic books and superheroes? I would say you'll have to have a little bit of grace for me. I am definitely more familiar with the movie series, but I have seen some um, bits and pieces of some of the um, the Disney Plus series, so uh, the Avengers series. So I'm not a complete. I, I guess I'm not a complete loss or a complete failure. But you'll have you guys will have to just bear with me and. I'm probably going to be a little cheesy, but it is what it is. So, making it making it work for you. I hear a rumor your your brother would be the more informative guest. Yeah, he I, he actually really surprises me how because sometimes we'll be talking about the movies and we'll talk about these just like little intricate bits and pieces, and he'll be like, "Well, and actually, in the comics, it went this way." And so I always find that really interesting because. The movies obviously can only contain so much, um, and especially in you know the the two and a half hours that they have. So, yeah, he's quite the buff. I don't know. He he likes Marvel. I would say he's also um, he likes a lot of the DC stuff. He kind of likes the antihero um, sort of darker sort of feel to things. So he's a big Batman fan. He loves um, what is it? Green Arrow. There is a green arrow, but there's also a green lantern. So. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, no offense, but no. Um, even even I know. <laughs> the, the better one is probably <laughs> probably green arrow. So we both, I don't know if you've seen, we both love the, did you see the four hour version, the Zack Snyder's version of um, Justice League? Yeah, my, me and my stepson watched all four hours. <laughs> did you like it? Uh, it was better than the one they had previously released, but right? I'm still not a huge fan. 
but it was definitely better than than the one they had. Yeah, for sure. And I, it was crazy because I I watched all. I mean, I didn't I couldn't watch it all in one sitting, but but I loved it. I thought it was great. There was so much more to make you care about what was happening than in the 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 version they released theatrically. Just seemed so like they tried and it just ended up a little cheesier than maybe they hoped for. And I think Steppenwolf came off way better in the Zack Snyder version. So, so at this point I should, uh, I say it every week if it's not obvious, uh, even though I am a big fan of comic books, I do not claim to be an expert on all things. Painfully obvious. Neither is my guest this week, but, uh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, please forgive and, uh, us. <laughs> there will be spoilers as well. So, um, my wife said you had wanted to discuss the mighty Thor. Is that correct? I do love Thor. I, I mean, I also love Captain America too. But yeah, I, 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 I mean, how can you not? They're so valiant. So uh, we decided to go with um, not really a Thor cartoon. We're going with uh, the Avengers Assemble cartoon with an episode that uh, prominently features the God of Thunder. Okay, let's do it. We're going to give a little background before we get into the actual episode, uh, Avengers Assemble. Well, the episode we're going to watch is uh, Season 2, Episode 3, Valhalla Can Wait. and uh, The original air date, October 12th, 2014. So, um, what had happened was uh, there was the Avengers Earth Mightiest Hero cartoon, which ended up ending, and uh, Marvel Animation developed... Avengers Assemble. Now, these cartoons are more based upon the Avengers from the Marvel Cinematic Universe a little bit more than the comic book. Uh, the designs and the lineup is much more like it. Jeff Loeb, who had worked on a comic writer work, said that it was a uh, it would echo the films, but it has no direct reference to them, mm. and it would not be skewered toward an older audience. So they said they were... Uh, okay going for children, but even though it's based on the movies, when we get to it, you'll see how much they look like the movies, Yeah. but they, it is never actually directly references anything that actually happened in the films. Okay. I would imagine that even your like biggest comic book buff could still appreciate some degree of that sort of content, you know, being reimagined in, in that sort of capacity. Well, yeah, even though they base it on the movie, I was reviewing, there's tons of lore over the five seasons from the comic book as well. So this was uh, developed by Marvel Animation. It's the third series that they developed exclusively by uh, Marvel Entertainment. It was on Disney XD, developed by uh, the, the production team Man of Action, which is Joe Casey, Joe Kelly, Duncan Rouleau, Steven Seagal. And it actually has the lineup from the first Avengers movie of Thor, Iron Man, Hulk, Captain America, Hawkeye, and Black Widow. But they also added the Falcon, who at this point when this was released back in 2014 had not yet appeared in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This was before the Winter Soldier had come out. Right, right. And like I said, this particular episode called Valhalla Can Wait, it was written uh, by a uh, Jacob Fox but he is uh, credited for some reason as Jacob Saman as well. He is a writer who has written many cartoons, including Ultimate Spider-Man, Gourmetti, and Super Dinosaur. Are you familiar with any of those? I'm so sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, don't feel bad. I have no idea what Super Dinosaur is either. It's Super Dinosaur. What is that? What is I, that? I, I have no idea. I was just looking up some of his credits and I... We'll have to have I, people put it in the comments. Put it in the comments, people. <laughs> I, I, I cherry pick a few of their projects. Uh, Tim Eldred uh, was the director and he is a uh, prominent director of... Uh, well, I don't know about prominent, but he's directed a lot of different animation. He directed Ultimate Spider-Man, Dragon Files. He also directed... The Extreme Ghostbusters cartoon. Hmm. Okay. All right. Not to be confused with the real Ghostbusters back in the 80s, but the Extreme Ghostbusters. Extre- very extreme, yeah. Wow, look at these credentials. What credentials? This is, has to be an action-packed, super, super high-level animation cartoon. There's a lot of characters appear, but I only decided to focus on the four main ones. Thor who was, uh, obviously, he's North Mythology, but the Marvel version was created by Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, and Larry Lieber. He's voiced by a uh, Travis Willingham, who has done a lot of different voices. He was Roy Mustang in uh, Full Metal Alchemist. He's also Knuckles in the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. Oh, interesting. Okay. And a fun little fact, he's married. His wife does the voice of Black Widow on the same very cartoon. Oh, isn't that funny? That's cute. I think that's cute. <laughs> that's awesome. Who knew voice actors uh, had the same social circles where they would start a relationship? Yeah, I guess. I guess. That's awesome. Uh, Loki, also created by Larry Lieber, Stanley, and Jack Kirby. A uh, Troy Baller voices him. Uh, he's done a lot of voices for animation and video games. He's actually Joel Miller in The Last of Us video games. Uh, he also voiced the Joker in the uh, Batman Arkham Origins video game as well. Oh, my brother loves that. He loves those series. Yep. Um, Hila is vo- also was just created by Stanley and Jack Kirby. This is very interesting. She is voiced by a Vanessa Marshall, who is the daughter of Joan Van Ark. Do you know who Joan Van Ark is? I don't think so. Uh, well, for anyone who's into animation, she voiced Spider-Woman in the 1970s short-lived Spider-Woman cartoon. Interesting. Vanessa Marshall also has voiced many things, as well as she voiced the Black Canary on the Young Justice cartoon, and she actually voices Gamora on the Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon. Oh, cool. Okay. Is it Hela or is it Hela? Um, I always said uh, it's probably Hela, even though I said Hela. Um, no, you're probably right. I just don't want people to get mad at us in our... <laughs> when they listen to this they're like what are they talking about but yeah i I know in the movie they in um thor ragnarok they call her hella maybe they're taking liberties with that and maybe we're all just gonna get (laughs) smoked in the comments (laughs) no that's 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 hella is the pronunciation i i said it wrong i i guarantee if they say in the movie that's how it's pronounced yeah awesome rounding out our cast is the incredible hulk created by stan lee and jack kirby a fred tassa I don't know, I say this, Tatasoyor voices him, and he's also a uh, prevalent voice actor for video games and cartoons with too many credits to list. Um, If you listen to the show or you notice uh, you've done voice acting in one cartoon, you tend to do them in a lot of cartoons. Yeah, they have repeated. Yeah, yep. The rest of the Avengers show up, but uh, we'd be here all night doing this, so I just wanted to list the four major players. Yeah, for sure this episode all right having said that we are now going to take our break and we are going to watch avengers assemble valhalla can wait 
and we're going to come back and talk about it. So don't go anywhere. Watch it yourself. Come back with us as we discuss Avengers Assemble when we come back here on the multiverse. skill. They needed speed and strength. But most of all, they needed... Blast it with your repulsor. My mum's got it. What? My mum's got it. Mum. Are you looking for this? What would you do without me? Smith's Toy Superstores, superheroes and their moms in every aisle. Who's a better superhero, Thor or Loki? Thor! Why would you say that? Because he can make it thunder and lightning, and he has a big hammer. And sometimes he hits the hammer on the ground, and all the bad guys fall down just because he's so strong, and he can knock them over with just his hammer. See who needs a hammer? I push you over with my bare hands. Thor, The Dark World, in theaters November 8th. Like I was the only one who thought she was being cute just for the sake of being cute, please. You are rude. Meanwhile, behind the facade of this innocent looking podcast. All right, and we are back on the multiverse, and we just watched Avengers Assemble. Valhalla can wait. I'm wondering if that's supposed to be a takeoff of the old uh, Billy Joel song. Uh, but actually, wasn't that Vienna Waits for You wasn't the name of that song? Oh, Remember? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's more like Heaven Can't Wait, the old uh, movie with uh, Warren Beatty. Yeah. All right, so we opened up with uh, Iron Man being interviewed on television. It was uh, DBC was the network, which I believe is the... Daily Bugle channel is what that's supposed to stand for, but I could be wrong. And uh, Interesting. Daily Bugle, is that Marvel or is that – I thought that was DC. No, Daily Bugle is where Spider-Man works. Clark Kent, Superman works at the Daily Planet. Daily Planet, yep. Okay. So they're interviewing Iron Man for – um, don't know <laughs> – for Avengers Day. They give him the key to the city, in fact, and he's uh, spinning it on his finger – and he says how it's nice when his hard work gets noticed. And then he looks at everybody else giving him a disapproving look. And he says, I mean our hard work. Which at this point you see off camera Hulk, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Thor, and Captain America all watching it. See, I mean, I would say I know everybody's favorite is always Iron Man. And that's the thing. Like, I love Iron Man. That's not that we want to talk about him all day. That's the thing that always gets me is like, I can't always do the arrogance I know he's super smart and everything, but I don't know. Sometimes this it, Tony starts a little too much for me sometimes. So we get kind of a montage of all of them on the on the show with the key to the city. Cap comes on. He's very humble. Hawkeye is like Avengers Day. He doesn't even care. And he's eating cake. And he says, the cake is amazing. Falcon says he's still geeking out over it. They ask Black Widow to smile. And she says, I am smiling. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't crack a smile. Did you notice some of the uh, stupid headlines that were running at the bottom of the bylines running at the bottom of the screen during these interviews? No. What did they say? Uh, one was uh, cat calls police. Talking cat calls police. That's oh a, my God. That, that would be a news story. I, uh, I definitely would tune in for that. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then these two lame ones, big concert sells out in minutes. Not who's playing at the concert, not where this concert is, not when this concert is, just somewhere just a in America. Big concert. A big concert sold out. Hmm. And then a little bit more specific, but lame, ancient artifact displayed at museum. Again, doesn't tell you what museum. Interesting. <laughs> just okay. At museum. You think it's some sort of like joke on the writer's end? Like maybe they just are sort of these are like their little ways to like kind of get little quips in and things like that. I think it's they're trying to be clever, and I was looking for things they're referencing, like other things in the Marvel universe. But a big concert sells out. Big concert. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty, uh, pretty lame. Right. Right. So then uh, Hulk is on television. This is bizarre. I, I can't imagine any scenario where the Hulk would sit down for a, a television interview, but he does it. And he says, Hulk's the strongest one there is. Enough said. I feel like you see a little bit more like Hulk personality and things like that in um, like you, you kind of get like a, that there might be a little bit of that there in like Thor Ragnarok. And then as you get later in like some of the, the actual Marvel movies, you start to see a little bit more personality come out of the brutish part of Hulk, I feel like. So I don't know, maybe, maybe it's possible. I don't know if that, because special effects got better, they had Hulk talk more, or if it was just something of them developing his personality over the films. I'm not really sure. Hmm. It's hard to tell. This newswoman starts trying to get a rise out of him. She's like, well, Thor says he's stronger, and he has lightning and a hammer. What do you have? Yeah, she's sort of just fueling that. It's And they're, they're sort of that just brutish competition that they have going and i think you see you do you definitely see a little bit of that kind of start in um like when you if you go back and you watch the um the first avengers movie you see a little bit of that too and you sort of see that sort of competition starting to bud a little bit and then you're definitely fanning those flames in this uh cartoon he says uh two words hulk stronger it's very Ragnar. It really is very Ragnarok. He starts to get angry. Iron Man goes to calm down. They 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 cut, <laughs> and then they come back. And Thor is being interviewed now. I gotta say, Thor's he doesn't sound like Chris Hemworth, but the guy who does his voice is really amazing. The way he <laughs> he does him, very booming and very cocky and arrogant. You really think of a of a Norse god when you hear this guy talk. Yeah, he has that like same sort of commanding voice. And this newswoman's at it again. Now she's trying to get a rise out of uh, Thor. She's like, uh, tells him that he says he's the strongest. And Thor laughs. Hulk's worthy, but he knows how any competition between us would end. And that does it right there. That Hulk can't take anymore. He jumps him right on camera. They break through the wall right off to the street, in fact. And then when they crash, uh, everybody's filming it on their cell phone. These two are fighting in the streets of New York. Iron Man asks if they can edit that out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah all right come on guys cut that's enough they go to stop it and then you see in the reflection this reporter that's been stirring the pot it's actually loki surprise god of mischief uh, in the flesh and uh, he shows that uh she's got like a magic i don't even know what it was a magic rock or something it's probably something from the comics but i didn't quite recognize what it was yeah some kind of like gray stone of some kind and uh, he uses it to stop the chopper blades, but it looks like Thor's lightning is uh, is the, actually what's causing this helicopter to crash. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then we just go to the boom, go to the credits. That whole thing was a pre-credit scene, even though the credits is really short. It just basically says Avengers Assemble with a takeoff of the Avengers music. Uh, then they come back in a Hulk rescues the chopper. They don't crash. He says, you're welcome. And they just run terrified. <laughs> Hulk says, was it my breath? <laughs> and then Hawkeye actually offers him a mint. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. Take in mind, they just trashed uh, the wall of the newsroom and part of the streets of New York. But now they're just cracking jokes about how the Hulk needs a mint. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's cute. It is. I got to give it to him. It it really is. It has that like classic sort of like after school cartoon kind of feel to it. Well, they did say they it's were very cute. They were skewing younger, so I guess you got to. Cut them some slack on some of these things. It has a little bit of, like, the cheesiness is there, but I, I don't hate it. They finally get him calmed down. Uh, Iron Man scolds him, and Hulk says uh, he's got rage issues, and what's Thor's excuse? Yep. And he says, eh, it's just some uh, friendly competition. It's the kind of competition we had back in Asgard. Mm. And the reporter says, is that a... Uh, the same competition that made Loki an outcast. Now, at this point, you think they might catch on. This is a little bit bizarre, these questions. Right. They seem a little pointed. <laughs> and Thor says they like to compete as kids, and uh, she says maybe it wasn't as friendly as you thought. Mm-hmm. But then she goes back to poking him, and then she's like, but you, Hulk, you're incredible. You're a hero. It all starts to wreak a little bit of God of Mischief, sort of. Then they're like, uh, we're, we're all heroes, they say. And uh, she says, uh, you're no Hulk. Really trying to get Thor's goat. And then uh, add salt in the wound, uh, Hulk says, you hear that, Goldilocks? Cap calms him down. But then when no one's looking, Loki uh, causes the cape to flip upside down over his head. And that's what did it right there. Thor couldn't take it anymore. That's it. Yep. The final straw. <laughs> They're going to fight in the park. Thor says he's mightier, but uh, Iron Man, he finally uh, talks him down. And then uh, the reporter, again, I don't know at what point the Avengers can figure out this person is really, uh, isn't on the up and up, says Al. Uh, it's only one way to decide this. You got to find out who's stronger. Only there's a place they can pursue their glory of combat. <laughs> yes, glorious purpose. <laughs> And Thor made me laugh where he says, I agree, caster of news. Yep. Yeah, I know. I thought that was funny. I just, when he said that, all I could think of was, um, he said something really, he has like some one line very similar to that in the movies that just like absolutely cracked me up. Thor uh, opens a portal because he says that uh, him and Hulk are going to go fight in Asgard to finally decide who the strongest one there is. Thor opens the portal or the newscaster opens the portal? Because that I was sort of looking at it. I'm like, who actually opens this? Well, he calls to Heimdall to open it, but the reporter actually causes it to divert them to Valhalla and not Asgard. Okay, that's what it was. This Hawkeye and Black Widow finally catch on that this uh, reporter is not in the up and up. Yeah. (laughs) Hawkeye shoots a... Arrow at him, doesn't it? Loki laughs, deflects it, and reveals that he's Loki. And then tells them that they're on a one-way trip to the afterlife. Yep, to Valhalla. And uh, they're going to see how uh, mighty the Avengers are without their mightiest. So then uh, we switch to Hela (laughs) in uh, Valhalla. And she's bored watching uh, undead soldiers fight. Loki appears and she says, uh, just when I thought I couldn't get 
any more interested, less interested in today. <laughs> She's sort of already like heard of his antics and sort of over it before he even starts. So they, uh, tells, tells her that, uh, Hulk and Thor are fighting and you go to, an, uh, they go to watch in an arena in the distance. You can see, uh, Thor and Hulk are fighting, but Thor says that, uh, something is amiss. Thor's n- Thor's no dummy. Mm. Hulk says he doesn't care. That's not Asgard. And he goes to start kicking Thor's ass. Right, right. Priority numero uno. (laughs) (laughs) Kick Thor's ass. Be the best. Be the mightiest. Hulk's kind of uh, got a one-track mind here. He's going to prove he's the mightiest. Yep. Loki says to her, how'd you you like to see the uh, winner fight for all eternity? She wants to know what Loki's got in mind because everybody knows he's a trickster. And she she says that uh, something uh, she has that he wants to borrow. They show a... But they don't really say what it is. They go back to the fight, and uh, Hulk at this point actually has Thor by the cape and swinging him around like a rag doll. You'd think the cape would break, by the way, at that point, but um, maybe it's some Asgardian cloth that we're not familiar with. Yep, exactly. And he crashes right into the um, the side of the thing, and then the illusion disappears, and they find out they're actually uh, in uh, Valhalla, not Asgard. And while all this is happening, Hela's just sort of sitting on this, like, Asgardian type throne, basically just watching all of the undead like soldiers fight each other. And so there's there's just like not much action to be seen. And very repetitive for her, like the same old, same old. Yeah, and she <laughs> and I mean it makes you think, you know, this woman maybe needs like some different hobbies, maybe some Netflix or something. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> she's just bored. This is what she gets her kicks from, is just watching these people, but watching all these fights, like, one after another. And she says she, like, craves the competition, basically. Yeah. Hawkeye's trying to get the portal open. Uh, this part genuinely made me laugh. Or he First, he says, Alakazam! Yeah, I know. I thought that was cute, too. I was like, oh, that's funny. And then he says... Bippity boppity boo. Yep, yep. Just Portals pulling out all stops. All, all stops. Um, but then uh, Loki opens the portal and a bunch of the undead soldiers start coming out. And Iron Man says, something tells me they're not here for the Renaissance Fair. I like, and I don't know if I'm the only one. I'm sure there's lots of people out there. I'm like the biggest fan of Heimdall. I totally love him. I think he's the cool. We didn't see him in this episode, but just as since we're talking about Asgard and we're talking about Thor and Loki and everything, side note, Heimdall's amazing. <laughs> and I, I would when when you just like there's like a small part of you that would just like love to stand somewhere in a field and just be like Heimdall, open the Bifrost. <laughs> so you must have been pretty depressed when they uh, killed him in Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sad. But yeah, I do. I love him. He's wonderful. Well, uh, unfortunately, he was only mentioned in this episode. He did not actually appear. No appearances. No. So Loki says he's the king of Midgard, and he declares war. And uh, this part, it tells you my sense of humor. This next part made me laugh, where Hawkeye says... uh, he thought Valhalla was full of great warriors. It seemed pretty dead to me. Yep. And then Black Widow says, yeah, they're as dead as that joke. Yep, I know. She's she's right on that. She's like, all right. <laughs> Moving on. Falcon, he uh, goes to attack uh, Loki. And uh, Loki calls him a, a, a 
a foul twit. <laughs> I know. I did think that was funny, and it, it sort of harkened back to something. Loki has some really funny one-liner, like, insults. Like, I feel like, I don't know wh- where I saw him, I heard him say this, but I feel like mewling quim is something that he said. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, whoa, like, we're really just roasting everybody. <laughs> he's, he's, he is so, like, eloquent with his words. Crazy. I'm sure at least, uh. Once a day in your life, someone cuts you off in traffic and you say, hey, you foul twit. You're right, exactly. Mewling Quim. <laughs> so then uh, Jarvis looks up north uh, lore. It says that uh, Loki would need the horn of Hela to command the army of the undead. Yep, exactly. Jarvis's voice was pretty good, too. Yep. Uh, it's pretty accurate. Yeah, it sounds a lot like Paul Bettany, I believe, is the name of the guy who plays Vision. Yeah, not bad. You can see that uh, Thor and Hulk, uh, they're looking at a portal in Valhalla. They can see uh, what's going on in New York, but they they can't get through it. And uh, Hulk says, Hulk smash, and then she shows up. And Another zinger. Hero, does every Asgardian have a silly helmet? It seems like the answer to that is yes. <laughs> or at least, at least the, you know, Odin's family, the answer would be yes. Also, didn't didn't they say they kind of refer to Hela as queen at some point? And I thought that that was interesting because I was led to believe from the movies, and obviously we know how close it's to the comics or whatever, but in Ragnarok they made it sound like Hela was their sister. So there's a part where Thor says she's queen. He kind of says, oh, she's queen of Valhalla. So I th- I was confused by that. I don't know if... I don't know what your thoughts were. Well, in the comic book, she's a child of Loki, albeit a different incarnation, who died during a previous Asgardian Ragnarok. Mm. Um, oh. And when she became of age, Odin appointed her as the goddess of death, um, giving her the uh, rulership over dead in the realms of hell. And she tried to, well, I'm not going to bore everybody with it, but no, basically your answer is no. In the comic book, she is not Loki and Thor's sister. Hmm, okay. All right. Let's go down the list, though. Silly Helmet, Thor, check. Loki, check. Hela, check. Odin, check. Heimdall, even your favorite Heimdall even has a silly helmet. Yep, they do. Yeah, so I guess, yeah. Get you a silly helmet and you've got a one admission ticket to Asgard. <laughs> um, she gets a little tired of this. Uh, she longs for new entertainment. Hulk jumps at her. He misses. Uh, she turns him back into Bruce Banner. Yeah, and she's like, oh, what did, what did she say? It's, Oh, it's my death touch or something like that? Something like that. I had to turn the closed captioning, and I was like, what did she just say? But it was weird because she did. She just kind of waved her hand, and then all of a sudden he was Bruce Banner again, and then they kind of have enough of that, and then she waves it back, and he's the Hulk again. So it, it was weird that she had the ability to – I'm sure there's more details about that if that is – accurate to the comics but um i thought that was interesting well when it comes to the comics and magic they pretty much can do anything when it's convenient to the story and then yeah yeah i'm sure that's true <laughs> thor tells her to end this madness make him hulk again which she does and uh she wants to know which one is the strongest herself so and she the terms are the loser goes home and the winner stays forever and so the premise is to one of them the the mightiest will stay and just fight amongst her army of the 
undead for permanent Netflix substitution for her. <laughs> Hulk just says that they can take her. Uh, he doesn't want to fight Thor. He wants to just take her out. But Thor says in her realm, they'll never beat her. Right. Right. And Thor being He's the, probably uh, right. Being the arrogant prick that he is. is like, ah, Thor, I'll just beat you, Hulk, and then you can return. <laughs> right. Part of me, honestly, part of me was wondering if it wasn't just to, like, quell the situation and not necessarily arrogance, just being like, okay, let's just play her game for a moment, pretend you lose, and then you go home. But I don't know. It's hard to tell if it was, like, meant to be like that or not. Uh, Hulk, uh, he punches Thor and tells him he's the strongest. So just when uh, they're on the same page, Thor's got to poke the bear again. So they go back to the battle in New York and uh, everyone's fighting. And Loki says how uh, you're barely holding on with uh, without your two strongest. Iron Man asks him, what's your plan this time, Loki? Yeah. In the immortal words of in the first Avengers movie, what does he say? Your move reindeer games or something like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think he does. <laughs> classic Tony Stark. Like, I will give him the wit. The wit is hysterical to me. Loki says how their whole life Thor's turned everything into a competition and Iron Man asks if this is some kind of sibling rivalry thing. And he says hardly because Loki never had a chance. He explains his origin about being the son of a frost giant, which is actually something that is actually referencing the films. Yeah. He says that only Odin only took him in to make Thor shine because he could never compete with Thor. What's funny is people like a good villain. And I feel like Loki is easily one of the most popular villains there's always a little bit that is somewhat relatable you know what I mean? or or at least people can see where he's coming from so it, it does sort of make you kind of feel for him in some way now they go back to Valhalla and they're still fighting hell is loving it loving the whole thing shows loki with the horn and showing the fight and hulk says that looks fun because uh, she gave him the horn, and uh, she says it's a small price to pay for the greatest warrior. And they show that Loki's, uh, all of his soldiers have been beaten, and he says, but he's not outwitted. And then he blows his horn again, and now there's a, all these uh, guys form a giant skeleton monster. Yeah, it almost is some sort of, like, undead Asgardian Groot, like a giant Groot. Yeah, it looks like it's made almost of wood, even though I think it's supposed yeah, to be... Yeah, I think it's bone, but it looks it looks it basically looks like Groot at first, and you're just like, Groot, is that you? And he has, like, giant horns as well. Yep. Iron Man says, I uh, think the mayor's going to ask us for the keys to the city back. What the hell is key to the city, by the way? That's such a thing in entertainment. I, I've never understood what is so goddamn special about the keys to the city. I don't know. What, is it, what does that even mean? What What sort of... Does it get you, like priority seating at like cheesecake factory or what i don't understand you don't carry it around you don't uh you don't unlock anything with it it's not like uh anyone's like oh we don't we don't have a table and then you whip out the key to the city and they're like oh that changes everything i know it or maybe like special event tickets like (laughs) for a sporting event i don't know i don't understand loki is riding in the thing it thinks crashing through new york it's heading for uh, avengers tower Hawkeye hits it with an explosive arrow that has no effect, and Black Widow says that it's hollow. They need an implosion. You ever feel like, just honestly, they could do a whole series on just Black Widow and Hawkeye? Yeah, they are going to be doing a Hawkeye TV show, but uh, obviously, Black, yeah, they are. But 
It's also going to have the female Hawkeye from the Young Avengers is going to be on it as well, not Black Widow, obviously, because she's dead. Um, then uh, they go back to Valhalla where Thor's laughing, telling Hela that uh, Loki's actually the greatest warrior. He's trapped us using our competition to trap us. Don't they say, like, once you've got a victor, who are they going to be fighting? Because he's basically tricked her to release her entire undead army to Loki. So once Thor and Hulk are done fighting each other and figuring out who's better, the victor won't have anyone to fight because her whole army's gone. Yeah, that's what Thor says. Oh, uh, the victor would have no one to fight. Loki left her with no... Uh... I mean, that's getting her a little hot in the collar. She's getting mad. She's realizing what's going on. Exactly. We go back to New York and uh, Black Widow, she's on the little, the uh, that flying motorcycle thing goes right into a hole in the kneecap of the skeleton. Tells Tony that uh, she's going to put charges by the tibia and just to keep him distracted while she puts the charges in the leg. Yeah. The weak point. And it blows up. Falcon saves her. She uh, kicks Loki right off the thing, knocking the horn right out of him, falling all the way down. The horn that Hela. Yes. The one that brings back the dead. And then all of a sudden, Hulk and Thor do come through the portal and they crash and destroy that monster. They just crutch him like he's not even there. Exactly. Yep. And then they said that they had a deal with the horn for the greatest warrior. And she says you have to fight. And then uh, Hulk tells uh, the Avengers it's their fight, her and Thor. Uh, Loki and Thor start fighting with the hammer and his big staff. He's beating Thor and uh, Hulk at this point. Suddenly, Loki's like uh, just wreaking havoc, taking out both Thor and Hulk. Didn't it sort of look like he was using the staff with the Tesseract? Like the, Didn't it sort of look like that's what he was wielding? Yeah, it definitely looked like the same staff. Right? Uh, he, didn't, <laughs> he didn't have the Tesseract, didn't look like, but it definitely looked like the same thing. Something like it, yeah. Because he, was, he wasn't doing too poorly for a little while there. And then uh, Thor says that he's best him. He, he bows to Loki and seeks his forgiveness and mercy. And Loki says, nope, and blasts him with his staff. <laughs> right, right. Relentless. He wasn't buying it. And uh, he says that he's finally bested Odin's son. And then Hela blows the horn. And then she says that she will have a great warrior, Loki. And then takes him to Valhalla because now he is the greatest warrior, the one she wanted. Because he's bested, he's now bested Hulk and Thor. So there you go. She leaves but tells Hulk and Thor never to come back to Valhalla. Mm. And did you hear too, like as Thor sort of pleading this, oh, you've bested me and, you know, all my, you know, feelings towards you and the way I've treated you in the past has really done me in now. You know, he's kind of saying that. And Tony says, you hear Tony say something like, oh, I see what he's doing here. Like yeah. you see that they're setting Loki up and certain Tony's sort of on to that. He tells Tony, yeah, it wasn't easy to put my ego on hold, but it was necessary to win the battle. And then he says, uh, but I also need to do it to save Hulk from Valhalla. Right. Sort of one last little. Everything all over again. He says, ah, so you admit Hulk's the strongest one there is. And he's, <laughs> Thor gets mad and says, that's not what I meant, you foul stenched oaf. Right. Back exactly where we started. So I'm not sure what I like better. Foul twit or foul stenched oaf? Mm. You could probably find room for both, just maybe different occasions. <laughs> and then, uh, then he says, uh, Hulk is like family to him. 
instead of fighting, says he gladly calls Hulk a brother. Nice. And he says, uh, come Hulk, let us grab a dog forged by flame. (laughs) I don't think I heard that. That's really funny. I definitely did not pick up on that. (laughs) And, um, Hulk's like a hot dog, just one. Uh, this is a good reference because in the comic book, especially in the seventies and eighties, it was a big ongoing thing that Hulk was a huge fan of, uh, hot dogs. Oh, they that right. eating. Yes. They're always showing him eating hot dogs back in the comics. In the oh, 70s that's and funny. 80s that's cute. Then you see that female reporter shows up again. And I guess she actually was a real person. Loki was just impersonating, not just, a. she wasn't a figment of imagination. And she asks, uh, if any of the Avengers have a comment. And they all almost in unison say, no comment. Nope. <laughs> and then we go <laughs> to the roll end credits. Yep. That was new for me. I had never actually, surprisingly, being that I'm a huge fan of the Avengers, I've never actually seen, I'd never seen Avengers Assemble before watching it before this, to review it for this episode. Have you ever seen it before? I've seen a few here and there, but... um not anything in sequence, just kind of, I mean, when you have Disney plus, you're just kind of poking around here and there. I'd seen the Iron Man cartoon of the nineties. I'd seen some of Avengers United. We stand uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, but I'd never seen Avengers assemble. Yeah. Well, my brother really likes all the, like when we were kids, he was into all of the um, animated Batman series. I'm sure you remember those. Cause some of them were oh, really yeah. good. I did watch a few of them, but, Sometimes you get surprised by the animated stuff. Batman was the pretty much what kicked off the entire boom of superhero animation in the early 90s going all the way into the 2000s. Yeah, is that right? I mean, it's not relevant much to what we're talking about, but uh, there was a big gap where in the late 80s, there was barely anything. There was a Superman cartoon for one season in like 1988, but they really hadn't done any superhero things for about three or four years until Batman the Animated Series, which success led into... X-Men, the animated series, Superman, the animated series, Spider-Man, the <laughs> Iron Man, fan, that goes on and on and on, which led to the Justice League cartoon eventually. Yep. Awesome. Avengers Ascent. We're going to go right now. We're going to over to the, uh, the Spectrometer. What we do here is uh, we rank everything we watch. So, on a scale of zero to four spectros, zero spectros being garbage, four spectros being can't get any better, how are you going to rank Avengers Assemble, Valhalla can wait? I would say, um, for what it's geared towards and what it claims to be, I would put it at a three, maybe a two, two and a half to three, because it is meant for a younger crowd. It does have its funny little sort of cheesy moments, which honestly, I think that stuff's wholesome and I think it's cute. And for kids and maybe teenagers and young adults that like myself don't have the comic book background that did see the movies and really love that, it's extra content. I'd give it that. And I think that they did pretty well matching the voice acting. Uh, I'm going to give it a three. Um, Animation was solid. It's nothing groundbreaking, but there's nothing wrong with it. Story's a little basic, but fun. Uh, has all the heroes. Fun little story. I, I enjoyed it for the most part. I'm going to give it a three. It's not perfect, but I'd like to watch more of it because uh, when I was uh, doing my research, I see that they do a lot of big storylines. Like I believe they do Civil War at one point. Um, oh, interesting. And they have a ton of lore from uh, uh, the comic books as well as the movies. So 
I enjoyed it. I liked it. I, I would give it a, I'd give it a three. Now, uh, we also ask every week, you touched upon this a little bit in your review. If a child in 2021 stumbled across Avengers Assemble, the Hala can wait, would they enjoy it? I think it would have to be the younger age group. I would say probably seven, eight, nine, ten, somewhere in that age range. And the only reason is because kids are so much, they get so much more like exposure to like quippier things as they're younger these days. I feel like they're, I feel like they're just wiser earlier. So I think that age range, you know, seven through 10, it's not so much content per episode that they can't absorb it and understand what's happening. And the jokes are like, the humor is simple enough for them that I think it would be easy for them to take in. Yeah. I think uh, they would enjoy it for the most part. It's uh, especially because it's very similar to the films, which is a smart thing because a lot of times with heroes in different mediums, it doesn't match up. So a lot of times a live action movie doesn't match the comic or the comic doesn't match the cartoon and vice versa. So it gets very confusing sometimes, but I think this is a smart thing that it matches a lot like the live action films, which a kid's not necessarily going to buy a comic book, but most of them are going to see these movies, if not in streaming, but in the theater. So yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Flip on Disney plus. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think they would for the most part. What did you think out there? Did you enjoy Valhalla can wait more than we did? Were we too nice to it? Uh, did you dislike it? If you didn't like it, that's fine. If you liked it more than we did, great. Always want to hear from you. You can go to my social media and let me know. My Facebook page, Matt Spectro through the multiverse. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Spectro. Give me a comment. Um, Juliana, is there any, uh, I always let people plug anything they have going on, even if it has nothing to do with the topic, but, uh, if you have anything you want to plug. I don't think so. Not nothing personally. If you guys haven't seen the Loki series on Disney Plus, definitely watch it. I think some of those Disney Plus like riff offs are kind of interesting, but that one I actually um, genuinely enjoyed start to finish. Maybe at one point uh, your brother will join us since you uh, you you talked him up as a guy who knows what's what. <laughs> I did. He knows way more than I do. So you guys just get me for today. But <laughs> Dude, thanks for having me. I won't uh, ban my wife from uh, booking other guests. Uh, <laughs> it was not a disaster. So. Yeah. <laughs> if you uh, out there, if you could follow me on Twitter, I'd appreciate it. If you could uh, like or follow my Facebook page, if you could uh, subscribe to my podcast, give it a like, give it a five-star review. I really appreciate anything uh, you can do to help. If you have any suggestions, comments, anything, episodes you'd like to see, want to see my guests come back, see uh, new guests, anything like that, by all means, uh, let me know. Give me a holler. I want to hear from you. Do you have any final thoughts on Avengers Assemble that I can wait? All right, perfect. Like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you. And thank you all for joining us. And we're going to be back again next week for another episode of Matt Spectro Through the Multiverse. Excelsior!